Hey, welcome back to the Big Red Zone. We are very excited for today's show. Remember, new episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as on our other videos. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Big Red Zone. And as always, tell a friend. This week, we have a very special guest, Andy Terrio, friend of the pod, and uh, fantasy football uh, is dominating in fantasy football in our league. Uh, we're going to talk about this past week in the NFL, but we're mainly going to talk about MLB free agency. Sad news, Xander Bogarts will no longer be a Red Sox. He'll be in for the Padres. So we'll break down that as well as some other big free agent signings. And who else is still out there? All that and more in this week's episode of the Big Red Zone. Welcome to the podcast. This is the Big Red Zone. I'm your host, Big Red. Today, we are joined by Andy Terrio. Big Red, how are you, man? Good. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing well. It's great to be back on the pod. It's been a hot minute. I know. It's been, I know. A lot of the guys that have come on the pod, we've said the same thing. It's like, it feels longer than it really has. Like, it feels yeah. longer than it. Like, it doesn't feel as long as it has been because we had the draft videos and stuff like that. Yeah. But, like, Dave said when Griff came on, he's like, I don't think I've been on in like two years. Yeah. And I was like, how did that, how is that true? I, I think it was the same for me. I think it was like late 2020, like the fall of 2020, which, yeah, it's crazy. But I think yeah. since, since 2020, everything's like time is just a flat circle. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it really is all blended together. I, I was doing stuff at the school today and we were talking about like, uh, like basketball seasons or it was something for sports and, I was like, I can't believe that that was two years ago. Like, it feels like yeah. not too long ago. And then I looked at even like four years ago or five years ago, and I was like, wow, that feels like it just – some of it feels like it just happened. The other part of it feels like it was like like years ago. Yeah. yeah. So it's weird how time has been over the last couple of years. But yeah. um, since the last time we saw you, you're now a dad. My dad, oh. yeah. I think I think when I was on, yeah, we had – Meta just broke. I don't know if we broke the news on the pod or not, but uh, yeah, it was right around the last time I was on. We found out we were gonna gonna become a dad here, and it ended up uh, twins. I eighteen month old twin girls, so I got my hands full, man. I have uh, I've got two two sets two sets of college and two weddings to plan for, so I'm breaking my back here. It's been great though, dude. It's uh, it's been fun. It's uh, it's it's a new challenge, and uh, it's been a lot of fun and definitely learn you learn some stuff about yourself and and how to prioritize a little bit differently but it's been great man it's been a lot of fun and also you're you were on the move for coaching wise too you're uh, now where are you at now you're, you're yeah at, so uh, gordon? i'm at gordon college yeah so actually yeah. the last time i was on the pod i was i was still at plymouth state um and then this past spring spring of 22 um I accepted a position at st joseph's college over in maine um, really, really strong division three baseball program here in new England. And, um, they had actually had three of their assistant coaches leave two of them for head coaching jobs elsewhere. And one of the other assistants went to be the lead assistant with one of those head new head coaches. Um, so they had an opening on their staff to be the hitting guy. Um, the head coach there is a legend. He's been there for like, I think this is going to like year 32 or 33 for him. He's got like 800 wins. Um, it was a really, really good opportunity for me. And, we had a terrific season, won 31 games. We lost in the conference championship. We were one game away from going to the NCAA tournament. Um, I had every intention of going back. And then um, I got a really, really uh, sweet offer from Gordon College to, to hop on staff there. And um, it was completely unexpected. I 
you know, I committed to going back to St. Joe's and the Gordon offer came in and um, it was just too good of an offer to pass up. And, you know, I'm really grateful to coach Sanborn at St. Joseph's. He was like, if you don't take that job, you're a dummy. So um, he kind of gave me the final push because I I really didn't want to leave. I, I, in just one short year, built a ton of good relationships with the coaching staff there and and the players, man. I love the players there. They're great. Um, But Gordon's great. You know, we're, we're, we're taking over a situation where there, there's a ton of room for growth and, um, you know, it's a program that hasn't been great traditionally, but uh, we showed up not sure what to expect. And there's a lot of talent in our locker room, actually. We think we're going to we're going to surprise some teams this year. Um, been super active in the transfer portal, which is, I know, a big hot topic and in, in big time division one sports right now. But we've added some impact players and, I, you know, I think we're going to surprise some teams this spring and we're recruiting our tails off and, um, you know, really looking forward to trying to build a program from the ground up. You throw offering that NIL money around. Whew, that, I don't, you know what? That's going to be coming to Division Three. I mean, we yeah. theoretically can. Um, and it's funny. It was something that we talked about this fall is, you know, is there a way that we could do something, whether it's, you know, here in Massachusetts, you know, locally, you have, uh, you know, companies like All Star, who makes the top of the line catcher's gear that you see almost all the major leaguers wear. They're based in Massachusetts. Franklin, who's like the number one batting glove on the market, based right. in Massachusetts. So, we, we, we jokingly said something and then we, we started scratching our heads and we're like, Hey, like maybe this is something we could do. So you yeah. never know, man, it's it, the, the NIL and the transfer portal have just completely changed, um, you know, college athletics here in the last four to five years. And some people say not for the better of, of the, of athletics, but you know, I think it's great. Let these kids that are, that are spending so much time, you know, trying to make, that jump from, from high school to college athletics, whether it's division one, two or three, they're committing a ton of time. So let's, let's let them get a little bit of a nugget there, you know? So who knows, maybe down the road, we'll have a little NIL in <laughs> college. And he's going to be going down there, throwing the check on the, uh, the old, uh, what's that movie? You ever see uh, chips or uh, blue oh, yeah. chips? Or something like blue that? chips. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. Nolte. He's going to yeah, throw the right. money of the bag of money <laughs> on the table. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Um, well, that's awesome. I, I know we, we haven't seen each other in a long time. And then you actually mentioned you were in the area of Brockton rocks back in the, yep. uh, over the summer and you came by for the little, uh, the backstage tour. Yeah. To yeah. New yeah. We were down, down there recruiting and, uh, you know, yeah, I hadn't seen you, I think in a couple of years in person. So I just, you know, just glad it was, was able to work out. I, uh, you know, I miss, miss a lot of the people there in Brockton and, you know, for me, that was four really good years with, with a lot of good people. I think, you know, that was what you missed the most. You know, anytime people, your athletes talk about retiring, and it's, yeah, you miss competition, but it's like you go to work every day with someone for four years and, you know, you miss those relationships. So it was good. I was glad I was able to pop in and see you. And, um, you know, it looks like you grew another two or three inches. You're up to seven mm-hmm. foot six now. So, um, hmm. yeah, it's good. <laughs> I think you got a little uh, nicer in the, becoming a dad too I, I, didn't <laughs> yeah, hit I me with didn't didn't hit me uh didn't hit me with a jab the first five minutes i saw you too i know dude i i've had two <laughs> um two major changes i've cut down my language quite a bit every <laughs> once in a while one will slip out the uh the dog was doing something dumb the other day and i dropped a four-letter f word and right away my daughter <laughs> said it and i was like gosh darn <laughs> so so i've gotten better about that and my dad jokes have been pretty good lately you want a dad joke for the pod steve uh, get, I, I'll give you a little bit of joke. it's a little bit of an aggressive dad joke but why did the squirrel oh, swim on his back why keep his nuts dry <laughs> <laughs> there it is yep, Andy's there always it is. got good jokes 
you're always going to have um, jokes. So yeah, the dad jokes and the language have been the two biggest changes for me, Steve. Hey, I'm very, very happy for you. It's yeah, good, uh, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure you're able to get it all out when you're uh, on the field too, when you're coaching, you're able to get oh, all yeah. your, uh, you, you, you hang, I know you keep it probably tight at home, but then you just let it yeah. all hang loose. And, uh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> that, that's definitely a good outlet for sure, because uh, <laughs> I, I need it with, with, with all the ladies in the house. Now I've got to really, really button it up. But uh, it's good to have you back. Finally, a uh, final season. Sad, sad to see the, uh, the pod uh, end coming to an end. Uh, yeah, no, I I knew for sure I had to get on. I, I couldn't let you couldn't let you get through the last season without me. I'm I'm not sure where I'm gonna go for my my sports my sports fix here now on Apple Pods. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to fall into one of those ESPN podcasts or something. You know what? There's always the back catalog, Andy. You can always re right. re listen there <laughs> some you know it's funny, you look at like some of like we look at like the um the different apps, like we use um anchor to like put all our pod out to like different the different outlets. It breaks down all like the different stats and stuff. And there's people that still listen to episode one, like episode really? one still <laughs> grown. And that was like, uh, it, it's just funny. Like, let me see. What was that? 18 or 19? Thing. How long ago was that? I think it was 2019. Um, okay. So, down. but it, it was, uh, 20 September 17th, 2019. Yeah. It's, there's more views than I let more listens because it wasn't views, but, um, it was like week two in the uh, NFL recap week two. It was like stuff from week two of 2019. What, and, hey, hey, what a time uh, to be alive, Steve. The Sox were still defending World Series champions. Mookie was a Sox. Tom Brady was still slinging touchdowns coming off another Super Bowl <laughs> for the Pats. Look how yeah. far we've fallen, Steve. It's oh, a good time good. to end it. You should have ended it, it right good. there. You should have ended it I after should, one episode. When Brady left, when Brady yeah. left, I actually, I it was a famous. Uh, Actually, the Tom Brady call I made, I said Tom Brady's going to the Bucks. One, yeah. and after I said that on the podcast, the world went to like crazy. He left. Yeah. Then the next week, we were on the pandemic hit. We were on Zoom. It was our last in-person podcast when I said that. And I, I mean, I wish I didn't say it. The world came to I an know. end after after I, I, I mentioned. You know, now that I spoke that into existence, we we might have a a Boston sports curse that coincides with the start of big red zone. I think, I think we, <laughs> we, haven't made, won a, we I have to get out. <laughs> uh, we, we had two defending champions. We had a world series defending champ and a super bowl defending champ. We can't win anything now. Big red. Come on, man. <laughs> We've lost the entire start. Uh, uh, the whole team from, uh, what was it? 2018. Yeah. We lost Tom Brady. Uh, Julian Edelman retired. Uh, Gronk retired. Bill's about to leave. It's like uh, we, we got a, the whole the whole thing is just completely collapsed. But uh, on good news is we did make it to the NBA Finals. We may we may true. be able to end this uh, run with a nice NBA Finals. I think so. We might we I might get another cup too. You never know. The bees have been yeah. Hot. The bees have been hot. I think the one thing I will say I don't think the bees have been that hot in this tenure of the of the podcast. But that yeah. was before it started, and it will. Hopefully we'll yep. end it with a little bit of a bang. So, right. Um, even the Rebs, the Rebs choked in our in our. Right. Maybe we're bad luck, Andy. We got to end this yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. We need we need. I mean, God, what are we? We're in a four year title drought. It's like my kids have never seen a championship. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Usually we have one by now. Eighteen months. I think we yeah. should have had a championship by now. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, I think I think they'll be able to see one for the uh, at least between the Celtics and the Bruins, they should be able to get one. 
Yeah, um, you got to feel good about both of those teams right now. They both have such good nucleus of, of guys. It just seems like they're built to to last for at least, you know, the next three to four years. At least the Celtics have a GM that wants to spend money in retaining players. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They want to retain the players that they drafted and guys that are core players to this team. It's nice to see. I think I'll say I, before we get into the things, uh, before we get into football, I don't think it's too crazy to say Brad Stevens is the best GM in, in Boston sports right now. He's the greatest GM in Boston sports. I mean, it's crazy. You know, the guy was such a good college coach and, and stepped right in with that. You know, I love that 14, 15 Celtics team, but what yeah. a ragtag group of guys. <laughs> he showed that he's a great coach. And you know, obviously, like, he has a good basketball mind, but his ability to manipulate in, in the roster and work the salary cap, it's impressive, man. He's yeah that, it's it's hard to make that jump and be that successful he's yeah he's he's undoubtedly the best gm in new england right now he's he's awesome and i i, I mean I, he's my pick to win executive of the year yeah. going into yep. this season and um but like you said the way he's able to manipulate the numbers but not only that i think the thing that we got what made danny so great and what made danny so terrible as a gm was he wanted to absolutely win a trade no matter yeah. what it was he wanted to say I'm getting this much more over right. you. Um, right. I, like I want to, I want to get the better deal. And I want to give as less to you as I can. Brad from the first moment he took over as GM just said, I'm willing to lose a trade if it makes the team better in the long run, yeah. if it makes us better. Great. If I may lose it now, fine. But, or if it's even, even if it's like close, you can make an argument, which has kind of led to us getting guys like, you know, getting Al back or getting yeah. um, Brogdon. I mean, Brogdon was a steal of a trade. Yeah, but, that that, uh, that might go down as, as one of the better trades in the last four or five years. And you take a, a, a high-level starting backcourt, you know, really he's a combo guard. He can run the point, can play off the ball, defends well. And it's like, you get that guy for what you got? I mean, it's like, that's a win. Yeah. A guy that, like Aaron Naismith was a nice young piece, but he wasn't, he wasn't going to play on our team. He wasn't right. – he wasn't Same thing with Romeo. Player. Romeo, too. He's not an impact player. It's like he's a nice young piece that may develop, but it's like a risk. Go get the guy that's going to make a difference right. this year. Right. And, and, I mean – sorry, go ahead. I, I was going to say, like, you know, you almost wonder how much of that was, like, Brad being the coach when, when those guys were young players. I mean, he's right. with them every day in practice, and he, he can identify. And Danny, obviously – look, Danny was a high-level player. He coached as well, but – like when Brad's with the, that current group every day, he sees, you know, he might right. see practice habits or see something in Romeo's game where he's like, you know what, he's not going to flourish here. Because I think Romeo, I, I was uh, I was always really high on Romeo. I thought he had a chance to be a, a decent guy, you know, decent guard, a little bit yeah. of a, you know, swingman, two, three guy. But, you know, I mean, what a, what a smart move to get Brogdon. Yeah, it was an unbelievable move. And the other thing I think he realized, I think you're right, coaching the team and going right into coaching the being the president of the team, you see what works and especially working with you got to work with Jason. He got to work with Jalen. I think he made the smartest call, which every GM should do is who do they, your superstars want to play with. Right. And they wanted to play with Al. They loved Al, especially Jason Tatum trying to convince him to stay. Yeah. He loves Al bring Al back. They want yep. a dump contract. Fine. And he's a veteran presence. I think that was something he learned. They needed more veteran leadership. Right. And that's why I love the move for Al last year. I love the move for Brogdon this year because Brogdon's a pretty much a veteran at this point in his yep. career. He, he's still solid. He's still like kind of in the meat of his career, but he's a veteran. And I think Blake is an underrated 
signing yeah. for them. It's like he's a veteran guy that's been in the league. He's not going to play a lot, but just his impact in the locker room. And also, I mean, his role in the team is perfect. Al doesn't have to play back-to-backs. He plays only yeah. when Al plays yeah. back-to-backs. And that's the yeah. only time he plays. And he's still able to produce. It saves his knees and his legs. And you also have a veteran leadership in the locker room. And they haven't even got Rob back. It's like Rob's right. coming back. Um, That's the thing. You know, I think that Blake, like you you hit on, was was Blake. I think that was – I was so unsure when they first made it. I was like, oh, I mean, great. But I, I, I was very hesitant. And then you started to see how they were going to utilize him. And you see how much the guys love him. And for me, yeah. like the last thing they just what he's been the last couple of years, where he's trying to become more of a three point shooter because that's where the NBA is going, and right. uh, to see how he's kind of embraced his role. Like you said, he literally he literally doesn't play unless it's the second night of a back to back, and he goes yeah. out and he gives you eighteen to twenty four good minutes, and it's like, all right, like that's a great move at the veteran minimum, right? And that's how you win championships. You have guys yeah. that fill like in the '08 team. You had like a couple guys that just filled that role, like. Like Eddie House was that three-point shooter in the corner. He played limited minutes. He had Posey. You know, you PJ had, Brown um, was a big one. PJ Brown at the. I was trying yeah. to think of his name. He was signed after the All Star break. Yeah, yeah. I think he was one of those. Street. Yeah, he was like yeah, just like one of those veterans that wasn't playing. And I, I actually remember I went to a. I can't remember what game it was now, but I went to one of the games in the against the Cavs. And uh, and yeah, PJ he he probably played like twelve or fourteen minutes, but he made like four or five like high level impact plays. And you're like. Like you said, you don't right. win a championship without those plays that right. veterans can make. So I think that's why Blake is going to just turn out to be a great steal for them. Well, let's let's get into it. Um, let's get into football this week. We're going to start with our segment, Weekend Recap. It's the Weekend Recap. So for weekend recap, we picked three games from the NFL past weekend. Uh, we usually pick the Patriots game, but the Patriots are actually playing right now. Um, Andy was watching it and saw Kyler look like he tore his ACL, which is not really too great to see. Um, big final week in fantasy football, though. So Kyler, I'm playing. I need Kyler to do nothing, which he now looks like he will, and I need, I hate to say it, Ramondre to kind of get stifled. Uh, but you know what? Hopefully the Patriots win. Patriots win first, and that's that's all it takes. But let's start with the Rams-Raiders game. Thursday night football, Baker Mayfield is claimed off waivers two days before Thursday night football, is announced the starter, and leads one of the greatest, best comeback drives of the, of the uh, season. Um, yeah. It was quite impressive. And I think what made it more impressive to me was, I mean, this guy literally learned the playbook two in two days less than 48 hours he learned the playbook and uh you know it wasn't perfect the game wasn't perfect by any means but i mean what do you expect him to do in two days notice but um my baker stock never gave up on him we talked about it last week i hate to hated to see him get caught and i mean i'm i was looking a little uh questionable for sticking with him but uh danny football and i are big uh baker guys so it was nice to see him succeed in his first game in la yeah, agreed. I think, you know, man, is, is Carolina the place where quarterbacks go to die? It's just like, I mean, it's obviously, Sam, I mean, obviously Sammy Darnold wasn't great with the Jets either, but like that guy's talented. I mean, like, I just don't get how, how they put Baker in the position they did in Carolina. But I mean, like you said, good for him. Like, 
he went into a tough situation as, as the one, one going to Cleveland in a place that had never won and so underappreciated there. I mean, that place has been yeah. purgatory for quarterbacks as, as we talk about where quarterbacks go to die for like 20 plus years. They finally get a guy who, who embraces Cleveland, takes them to the playoffs. And then, you know, they run him out of town and, you know, great for him. I mean, what, what, a, what an awesome moment for him to, to show up there and, and probably closer to 36 hours more than 48 and, and get that offense yeah. at least, at least to the point where, where he can, you know, manage the game for them. And, and honestly, like in a situation like that, I think sometimes the the two minute drill is a little bit easier because there's less thinking. It's just, here's the play. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So um, good for him. And man, the Raiders just cannot get out of their way. Yeah. And I mean, I'm looking at the Rams. The Rams aren't any better of a team than the, the, the Panthers. Like they're, they, they're right. struggling with injuries. Cam Akers isn't the guy that we thought he was. At least it seems like he hasn't been the same since his injury. Um, they're missing key guys like Cup. I mean, they're struggling too, but Baker finds a way to win the defense. They have a good defense, relies on it. And like you said, the Raiders, I mean, I have it in my notes here. Uh, I was saying Josh, and everything I've heard is Josh is going to get more than a year. They're going to give him the right. second year too and let him get a chance. If anything, they're going to move on from Carr before Josh. That may change in the next five games if they keep blowing leads because this is what the fourth time yeah. they blo- uh, blew a, like a double digit lead in the second. Yeah, half. yeah, and some it's of their losses bad. too. It's like you, you you lose to the Colts when they hire Jeff Saturday five days yeah. before the game. Like like that's the thing too is like some of the losses just like so inexcusable. Like how are you doing this? How are you pulling this off? So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I think. This is – I would have to imagine this has got to be the end of – I mean, I, I know Bill probably doesn't have a lot of years left, but this has got to be the end of, like, coaching coordinators from New England. Like, it's just not working out anywhere. Like, it didn't work out with, with Romeo Cornell years ago. It didn't work out with Charlie Weiss years ago. It didn't work out with yeah. Daniels years ago, and he's gotten another chance and it hasn't worked out. Matty P obviously didn't work out in Detroit, and he's clearly not an offensive Judge. coordinator either. But, it's yeah, it's just like you go down the list, and it's like, how many of Bill's coordinators have gone elsewhere and had success outside really of Flores? And that was a dumpster fire in Miami, but yeah. Um, you know, there's just like, you got to figure like you can't keep poaching Bill's assistance because none of them work out. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, when you were, when you were saying that, I think the only one I could think of had success was Flores and he just too bad went to a team that wanted to lose. Like he, in the right. team, he was so good of a coach that they yeah. kept winning and that's why they yep. wanted him out of there. So it's like, yeah. And he didn't get to pick his quarterback. That was part of the problem. Like, I don't think he right. wanted to. Uh, he, he just he went to a bad situation more than he's a bad coach. I think he's an excellent coach. And right. that Pittsburgh defense got a big pick-me-up with getting him. I was hoping he would come in with the Pats and be an assistant yeah. with uh, yep. Bill. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I can't see too many assistants. I mean, eventually maybe – you'll see Mayo get a chance to be like a DC somewhere for yeah. a team, like an actual call right. himself a DC. Right. Um, Steve Belichick may get a chance for like a coordinator position somewhere, yeah, probably here maybe. after Bill retires, he's probably going to be like a special teams coordinator. or Maybe they give him the DC coordinator. I mean, he's stunk calling defenses, but you know, his name's going to get him somewhere. And he did was a part of some good defense. He has a long, resume longer than Jeff Saturday coming off the couch. And I mean, if he can get a head coaching job, I think um, Belichick can at least get a coordinator position, but I think you're right. The only one I would. 
to cut you off really quick, Ramondre is now down on the ground, buddy. Oh my You're, god! I bad news I'm for the just Pats. Jinxing him. Big big. Oh, he, his ankle got rolled up on. Hopefully, it's not too bad. Yeah, just got, out for the game. Just be out for yeah. the game. That's all I'm hoping for. Run it through. Uh, throw it. Run it through Harris. Harris isn't playing either. Who who's going? Who's playing? I don't know, but yeah, his ankle just got rolled up on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but all your all no, your guys that you, you're you're having a night here where everyone that needs to score against you is going down injured, dropping like so right I'm now, telling you, there's a there, there's a big red curse here. There, there is, is a big a red curse. It's <laughs> a big red curse. Yeah. What help me do some math here? One twenty seven point four minus one thirteen point seventy six. Don't you have to do the seventy six, but like thir- what's it's that? Like thir- thirteen and change. So I need to get to 19. That's what I got to okay. get to. So I need I need DeAndre Hopkins to have a couple catches here from Colt McCoy, and I think okay. I should be good. A nice touchdown would make me feel a lot better. From there you DeAndre go. Ramondre is walking. He he is walking off now. Um, okay. So we'll see. I think I think he just got – yeah, he's even trying to jog a little bit. I think he just got rolled up on. Okay. Okay. The last game that we're going to talk about before we talk about the Pats cards is the Lions-Vikings game. <clears throat> Earlier in the season – Andy, I made a prediction, and I said week one of the NFL season, I said the Lions are going to be a wild card team, and then they lost four games in a row, and I was like, man, I guess I I over I think I over exact over uh, rated the Lions offense because I thought it was just dynamic. I thought it was one of the best in the NFL. Yeah. Man, right when I'm out, they suck me back in. <laughs> I just I, now I'm all they're on. They're one of those teams that they always show on the graphic in the hunt. They're in one of the in the hunt teams. They were like a game out of the playoffs. I'm back in. I'm gonna stick to my prediction. The Lions, I think, are gonna make the playoffs, which is crazy. Um, it, it, I think that offense is just too good. I think if they get in shootouts, they're gonna be able to, especially with everyone healthy. Because I think what kind of held them back before was Swift was banged up, St. Brown was banged up, and they were kind of relying on. Um, you know, the backup, uh, who's the back, uh, Jamal Williams, pretty much yep. only. And at the time, uh, Hawkinson, um, and a little bit of Chark, but even Chark was banged up. They really didn't yep. have those weapons. Now that St. Brown's back, Bulls running backs are back. They don't have obviously Hawkinson, but now Chark stepping up this, I mean, Jerry Goff is a better quarterback than people give him credit for. I think he, he gets you to the dance. He's not a guy that's going to win it for you, but he's kind of like yeah. a better version of Jimmy G. He gets you to the dance and gives you a chance to win. He's just not going to win you games. He's not going to be – you right. can't put the ball in his hands and say, we like Tom Brady did for so many years, we can just let him win us a game. Right. Uh, but I think he's still good. He won, He brought the Rams to a Super Bowl and yep. were a constant threat in the playoffs. Uh, in the, you know, they were constant threats in the playoffs. So I think they're going to do it. I don't think they're going to win much past the wild card, but I think if they get to the wild card round, I think that's such a success for the Lions. And I was saying it a couple of years, weeks ago, everyone's going to pressure them to try to get a quarterback in the first round. I'd much rather see them draft a defensive player in the first round because yeah. that's the one thing that's holding this team back. Their defense is just bad. Yeah. So if they can get def- their defense figured out in the draft and in free agency, I like – everyone buys into this Dan Campbell. I like him. I think he's emotional. Yeah. He, he's a player's guy. Yep. Um. And they got this guy. I didn't even think of it. Jamison Williams. Jamison Williams catches the first touchdown on his first reception. So it's like the offense is electric. They're fine. Maybe beef up the offensive line to give Goff some more time. 
but retain the guys you have and beef up the defense. I think that's a playoff team, like a contending playoff team. Yeah, it's it's funny that you you just you just said Jamison Williams because you mentioned all those offensive players and um I actually I've rostered Jamison Williams in multiple of my leagues here the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I know we're gonna do waiver wire pickups here later. And I know in the business they call that a tease. But yeah. uh, I was I was gonna go <laughs> with, with, with Jamison Williams, man. I, I think like you listed off all those guys that have gotten healthy with with Jamal Williams and and, and Swift getting healthy and the receivers, and then you add Jamison Williams to the mix. And it's like, if, if not for the torn ACL, like what did the Lions drafted him? What? 12th overall without the, like the that, ACL, yeah. he's probably going Top five, five, six. Some, yeah. I, you know I mean, like th- that guy is a dynamic, dynamic receiver. I think you, you know, you add that to that mix and it's just like you said, if they get in shootouts, I don't want to get in a track meet with that team. They're going to run up and down the field. So, um, I'm a little bit more bullish on them this year than you are. I, I think that like they're gonna they're gonna be they'll stay in the hunt. They're gonna they're gonna give teams some headaches. I'd love to see him get in the playoffs because I'm with you. I, I like Dan Campbell a lot. I think he's a he's an emotional guy. I think the, the players love him. Um, I just don't know if there's enough there this year. I think there's enough there for them to cause some headaches. But I'm with you for next year. I think next year there's a real opportunity with with. You know, who knows what's going to happen in Green Bay with, with Rodgers and, and their roster kind of getting older. Um, Minnesota might be the worst, the worst double-digit win team I've, I've seen in a while. Um, yeah, yeah I, I like the Lions, man. I'm with you. I, I, I'm excited about what they've got going on. I just don't – I'm a little bit more hesitant to say that they might sneak in this year than you, but I'd love to see it if they did. Hear me out, Andy. Hear me out. Yep. They get the net last four games. They get the Jets, which is a tough okay. game. But if yep. they can, if they, I mean, the away. Just, it's away. Okay. It's a tough game. It's a tough game, but winnable. I mean, the Pats yep. offense beat them twice. I mean, I yeah. think, I think that's, I mean, I shouldn't say beat them twice. The special teams, you know, beat them, beat them once. Um, touchdown Pats. Touchdown Pats. Who? Tell me it's not remarkable. Uh, no, it's, it's Harris. The, the Kevin Harris, the rookie running back. Oh, uh, yeah. I've drafted him in dynasty. Still no points for um, DeAndre Hopkins, so I'm kind of kind of getting nervous there. I still I need to get a couple catches out of him. Um, hear me out though, the Jets. Yeah. Yep. They go then go on the road to Carolina. Okay. Winnable game, very winnable yeah. game. They play the Bears at home. Okay, good divisional game. game. And the final game is against the Packers in Green Bay. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if they go bare minimum three and one. I think three and one is a very yeah. like, doable, doable um, goal for them. They yeah. go three and one. They're nine and eight. Yep. That's a play that this year. That's a, that's gets it. That's, that's right there. I mean, they're, I mean, the Cowboys are going to be there probably, I'd say definitely as one of the wild card teams, but I mean, if you're nine and eight, you're looking at trying to beat the Seahawks and the commander. I mean, the commanders, yeah. I think you're right there. I think they're right there, man. I, I'm, I'm right. And if they I, go, I hope you're right. See it. I think Dan Campbell deserves it too. Cause they, everyone yeah. was writing that guy off too. And he, yeah. he's, I just like what he's doing down there. And uh, I liked how, I liked how a couple of years ago, where it's really easy when he comes into a losing situation where they need pieces, you know, like the, like the Dolphins, they tanked. They tanked for Tua. Right. Like that was a big thing. He didn't believe in it. He wanted to win every game, and they didn't win every right. game. But they won a lot of games that they probably they won games that they probably could have just lost. 
Um, so I was very, uh, I was very, I'm very impressed with him. So I, I, I'm rooting for them. I, I, I would be a nice preseason prediction. That's, that's, that was my prediction preseason. The Vikings, I was very high on them. I'm not, you're right. They're a pretty weak double digit win team, but I still believe in this offense. I mean, yeah. I mean, the if you get in a shootout in the playoff, it's another team. I don't really want to get in a shootout with Minnesota because Justin Jefferson is scary. Dalvin Cook, when he gets, he didn't even have a good game, but when he gets going, he's hard to stop. Yep. Adam Thielen as your third option is pretty good, and then Hawkinson as your fourth option is even better. Like it, they got a lot of weapons on that offense, and Kirk Cousins is a perfect guy to like. He's, he's kind of like a better version of Goff. You know, I said, like, yeah. Goff was a better version of Jimmy. I think Kirk is an even better version of Goff, who's just like, again, I don't think he's going to win you games, but he's going to do his part and, like, get it to those guys to win you the game. So um, I still think they'll make some noise in the postseason, the, yeah. the Vikings, but uh, my I'm more high on the Lions. This is a Lions high podcast for this, uh, for this week. Um, nice. Real quick, just on the Pats cards. I mean, we just said it. They just scored uh, a touchdown. The rookie uh, Kevin Harris, which I drafted him in Dynasty, which is a good looking, pretty good. I think I stuck him on my uh, taxi squad, so he's just kind of sitting on a roster spot for the season. Um, I put this down as the biggest game of the year for both teams, uh, yeah. more so the Pats because if they lose this game, this is one of the games that when Danny Football and I were looking at at the end, like a couple weeks ago, when we looked at for the rest of the year. This is one of those must-win games. I mean, the Cardinals stink. They're bad. Um, even though it's on the road, like, that's a game that you got to have. These next two weeks are actually the games you got to have to give you a chance to even make the playoffs, right. uh, get you to, close to that 10-win, 9-win threshold. Um, but, I mean, this is, this is a very important game. Uh, and I think a lot of things could spiral if they lose this game. Same thing with the Cardinals. I think if the Cardinals lose this game, I said if if they lose, Kingsbury could be fired this week. I think he yeah. could be out as soon as this week, if not like in the next few weeks. I, I they just are itching to get rid of him. He hasn't panned out. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing him come to the New England and be our offensive coordinator because yeah. I think he did really well as an offensive coordinator. Uh, but I think this is like a make or break franchise wide game for the path of the Cardinals and seeing how Kyler Murray just destroyed his knee in the first drive of the game. It's not looking good for the Cardinals looking a little better for the Pats. Hopefully Kyler's okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a very important game for both franchises. Yeah. I mean, I think too, just so like before we move to the past talking about the Cardinals, I mean, you think about talked about the, the Buccaneers getting older and it's like, you think about, you know, Hopkins has been in the league for a while now. Watt has been in the league for a while, you know. So they made some trades in free and made some free agent signings to bring established Pro Bowl, all pro players in. And they haven't gotten over that hump that they needed to get over. And and now you just wonder with, you know, the roster situation that they have, you, you know, are things going to be looking up there? And, yeah. um, you know, I think I, I'm with you. I think Kingsbury is a really, really bright, young offensive mind. He obviously, was drafted in New England as a quarterback. Um, I'd love to see what he could do with Mac. Um, yeah, I just I think it just hasn't worked out. You know, you you made that move for JJ Watt. You made that move for Hopkins, and um, you know you never 
never got over the hump. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. But I'm with you. This is a must-win game for the Pats next week as well. Obviously, it's must-win. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you just have to go on the road and take care of business here tonight. And James Conner, it looks like he just, just got hurt too. Oh, um, my God. Yeah, it did. another big guy to bring in. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, another big name. And, you know, you just, you just, you have to win some of these games, you know, against opponents that on paper you should beat. So right now we're up 7 3, and we'll keep our fingers crossed that they can keep, keep kind of the momentum here and, and, and roll to a, to a big victory. Now, I got to ask before we move on to uh, picks of the week and stuff, because we can't really talk much about this game because it's going on right now. Are you um are you stick with Mac or move on to Bailey Zappi? No, I'm a big time Mac guy. I think um the way that he was getting booed there, whatever that was, week three or four, that, that game that he came back and and the fans were chanting for Zappi when receivers are dropping balls and, and offensive linemen are getting false start penalties and look, like it or not, whether or not Mac was playing well, dude's a second year quarterback who has a defensive coordinator calling his plays. Um I thought that that was just like a really bad look by the fans. And I forget if it was, I think it was McCourty came out and said like how spoiled Patriots fans have been and couldn't be more spot on. We've had the the goat for 20 years. Like there's going to be growing pains. Welcome to every other NFL franchise. This is what every team goes through. We just never went through it for the last 20 years and forgot what it's like. Like this guy's a, 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 he was the best rookie quarterback in his class last year. Um, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is making jumps, but regardless, I think Mac is the guy you, you build around Mac. You need to get Mac some, some, some playmakers. Like you can't right. nickel and dime with your receiving core anymore. Right. You know, the whole putting Kendrick Bourne in the doghouse because he was five minutes late to a meeting, like suspend the guy for a game, but like, that's your best catch and, and run guy. Get him the damn yeah. ball. Um, no, I'm, I'm a big time. And, and look, I loved what Zappy did. I think it was awesome, but you don't draft a quarterback in the first round have him get injured and then put him in an offense with his hand behind his back because you have Matt Patricia calling plays and, and expect him to lose his job. I think you, 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 you ride this out with Mac and, and you, you try and write things and, you know, write the ship in the off season. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree more. I, I mean, I've talked about it this whole season with them and I went to the bills game and I was, I was literally getting in arguments with people around me because everyone was saying, put Zappy and I want Zappy. No. I want Zappy. It's like, the guy played, what, two and a half games in the NFL, and they played against the Lions defense, which we just talked about as trash. And, and was it the uh, – who was it? It was the uh, Browns. The Browns team yeah. that stinks. It's like what did – and Matt Patricia called the simplest play calls that even the defense was calling out what the plays they were going to – it was backyard right. football. So, right. like, I think Mac – the other thing that was different between Zappy and Mac, Zappy doesn't have this – he doesn't know what the NFL is. This is a first year. He's kind of starry eyed. He's like, oh, this is how it is. Mac got to see how a real offense was run. And now he comes in with this clown that's calling plays for him. And he's like, why are we doing this? He's, I mean, we saw it against the Bills. He's like, throw the ball. Let's throw the ball. And I, I just, it's so frustrating for me to watch this because it's like two things. One, you're right. What did you think was going to happen with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge being your offensive play colleague and quarterbacks coach? Do you think Mac was going to have an all-star year? Not to mention we got rid of one of our best offensive linemen, trading him down to Tampa for peanuts. It's like, I just, it's it's irritating as a Patriots fan to listen to because you were ready to give up on this guy that was a pro bowler, brought us to the playoffs after missing it one year. 
we missed the playoffs one year in a rebuild and Mac Bryce right. there. And it's like, we're ready to be like, yeah, we're done. We're let's move on to this fourth round quarterback that is played really against two bad teams did really well. It's nice to see, but he's basically played two and a half games. And when he played the bears, what happened? He stunk. He, he had a good first drive and then he stunk the rest of the game. So I'm with you. I, I want to stick with Matt Mac. I'd love, I really wanted him to get him Jamison Williams in the draft this year. I wanted to trade up and yeah. get him. Cause like he has that rapport, you know, he has, you know, we've seen what happens when we pair like Jamar chase and, uh, and uh, burrow together, yep. but even hurts with in hurts and AJ Brown, like yeah. get him a young, I mean, Tua with Tyreek, go get him a star studded wide receiver one. Even I'd take Hopkins. Go trade Hopkins, like a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins or or something, just to get him in the building, to get him max someone to throw the ball. When, when all is lost, he can throw it to someone and just have faith that he's going to catch the ball because our Patriots receivers are dropping the ball. We're not getting it to – I mean, Kendrick Bourne, like you said, has been in the doghouse for the whole season, which is kind of ridiculous for showing up late to one meeting. Right. Uh, but Matt Patricia is a hardo, so he's going to hold on to that for. I mean, this is the guy that sat Malcolm Butler in the biggest game of the year, right. because I, I will never know. Um, I just think we were doomed from the start. I I kind of don't. This is definitely not our year. We got to kind of regroup. Bill's not admitting that he made a mistake with Matt Patricia, and uh, my hope is that we just stay on the Mac train, try to build yeah. around him, and you know. Hopefully we get some, I mean, we, we're lucky that we have two dynamic running backs and we have, you know, some solid wide receiver. I mean, Myers is paid is out, but we need a guy, number one. I think that changes the game if we get number one. Right. Um, and to your point, they don't use Juanu too. The two guys that dominate when they catch the ball and run is Smith and um, Kendrick Bourne. It's like, they don't yep. throw them. They don't get them involved, which is kind of crazy. Um, but Big game. Hopefully, Pats are up right now, so hopefully they can keep it. And it looks like everyone's getting injured on the forty on the uh, Cardinals. So hopefully we can get uh seven more points out of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Big Ray can go to the playoffs. Uh, well, he just made an insane one-handed catch in the end zone, but he was his entire body was out of bounds. So that's too bad. What a what a tease! Yeah, what the Cardinals are lining up to kick a field goal right now. Fake it. Go to go to DeAndre. Yeah. Uh, all right, 129 to 112. What do we got? That's uh, 17 points. 17. I need a catch. I need a yeah. catch for 10 yards. That's all it is. That's all it is. Yeah. They, I just got a – they fear it's an ACL. I just got a just got a notification. Oh. Kylie, Kylie could have torn his ACL. But let's move on to our next segment, Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. So for picks of the week, we pick one game from the upcoming week. I got to tell you, Danny football is kind of falling off a little bit, but I am running, riding an unbelievable heater. <laughs> I am twelve and one on the season of my picks of the week. Okay, and I, th- I think okay. I'm on like a ten week winning streak right now on picking games. So um, the guest record is five and two as well. So you have a chance okay. to uh, okay. keep the winning streak alive. Uh, I think the only two losses were. A parlay by Kevin from Big Brother and uh, Jack Moran picked the loser. Go figure. Uh, but what is your pick of the week? I'll tell you mine after this. 
Whew. I'm actually going to pick a, a, probably an outside the box game. I'm going to go, I'm going to pick the Jaguars Cowboys game. Um, the game's okay. in Jacksonville. I kind of like the way Trevor Lawrence has been trending lately. Um, Cowboys had a really dramatic win after struggling with the Texans. Um, so I'm going to go outside the box and pick a game. That's probably not many people are going to pick. I'm going to go Jags over Cowboys. I think um, I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I I really like the what we've seen out of Trevor Lawrence here the last few weeks, and um, he's got some playmakers down there. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I I don't know the Cowboys, man. I just they're always good for one or two of those boneheaded losses at the end of the year. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Jags over Cowboys. I like it. Trevor Lawrence is 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 heating up, which is good to see. Yep. Um, still take think Max the best quarterback in that draft. Um, Agreed. My pick my pick of the week. I told you, Andy, I'm going all in on the Lions this podcast. I'm going Love Lions it. over Jets, help the Patriots out a little bit next week. They go into uh, New Jersey. I'm not even called the New York Jets, the New Jersey Jets. They're going to go in and beat them. Um, I can't wait to see the Lions. This is this is going to start their winning streak to the end of the season. Um, tough, I think this is going to be the toughest game left on the schedule. But yeah. I think they're I think they're going to go in and win against the Jets, and uh, it's going to be a big momentum win. I'm yeah. running the risk a little bit. This is this is a toss-up game, I think, between the two right. teams. So yeah, uh, it's going to be like a high-powered offense versus uh, defense right now. So we'll see who wins out. Um, waiver pickup of the week. I'm going to go with again riding this Lions train right now. I'm going to go DJ Chark. He's rostered in 22.9 percent of leagues. He's had 94 plus yards in the last two back in back-to-back games. Three touch, uh, two touchdowns in the last three weeks. Uh, He's finally healthy. There's so many weapons on that Lions team, so he's kind of getting benefit of the attention going to Swift, uh, not Swift, uh, St. Brown and Williams. Williamson, excuse me. So I think Chark is going to – he also has big play ability, so he could rip off a, big, a bunch of big plays. So I'm going DJ Chark. Okay, yeah, and I talked about it earlier. I'm, I'm actually going with Jamison Williams. Uh, Let's ride the uh, Lions, Andy. Yeah, ride the Lions. I know. I don't know. I don't have the stats in front of me of how many leagues he's owned in, but I, I think of like, you know, he's this is going to be his third game. And you think about we his first game, he barely played. This last game, he got one target and he turned it into a 41-yard touchdown. I think with the Jets having you know that stud rookie cornerback Sauce Gardner, they're probably going to put him on St. Brown, I would guess. Which I think you know they're going to roll coverage to St. Brown's direction. I think that gives gives Jamison a chance to maybe kind of cook as the second or third option. And and, and I'm looking for for him to have a big game this week. Um, down there in the the swamp lands or the meadow lands, whatever they're calling it. And he's a good keeper option too. Like keep him right. for next year. That's a, that's a really good option. Let's move on. Uh, big week. This is a big week. Good week to have Andy on because the baseball geniuses, uh, our pods, baseball geniuses on the clock here. Uh, MLB free agency. Couple ones to just get through before we get to the obvious Sox uh, Bogarts debacle, um, which is an absolute fumble of the bag. Um, Judge stays in New York, which I think was critical to us not landing Bogarts. I I thought there was a chance he was going to go to the Padres. And if he went to the Padres, I feel like we would have had Bogarts in the bag. I think we would have re-signed him. I think it, when I, when uh, what's his name, when Turner went to the Phillies, I felt better about us signing him because right. that's where I thought he was going to go. Uh, and then yep. Padres came out of nowhere. I was like, well, they have Tatis, but they still have the money. So maybe if Judge goes there, it's better. Uh, and they kind of swung and miss on a lot of big free agents this year. So, I mean, I think they just threw as much money at Bogarts again. But Judge stays in New York, which I'm shocked. I thought that guy was going to leave. He said, I'm more about legacy this year than 
uh, the money, and he went with the money. So uh, yeah, which I mean, I can't blame him. Someone throws you nine years in a huge. I forget what the money actually worked out to, but uh, I I think it was three sixty. I think. Yeah, I would I would I would go with the money as well. Um, uh, the Nets are building something special with that starting rotation. Uh, they're spending money galore. Uh, what's his name? Nimo. Nimmo? Brandon think, Nimmo, yeah. Yeah, he he played pretty well for them last year. Um, you know, they always have Dave Griffin waiting in the wings uh, yeah. in the minors. So They keep know, signing somebody... all these starting pitchers, though. Poor Griff is getting, Poor, getting bumped. Yeah. Give the guy a chance. Give the guy a chance. I mean, you know what I told Griff? I, I said when he came on the podcast, I said, Griff, you're going to make your money in the big leagues as a bullpen guy. You're gonna come yeah. out of the bullpen and and shove for an inning or two, and that long inning relief. I said that's gonna be Griff's bread and bread and butter. He wants yeah. to be a starter, but I, I think the I think the long inning relief is uh where it's at for him. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the I mean the Mets are just spending money. They're gonna become a threat next year. Uh, How about just, you, just to cut you off really quick? How about I saw on Twitter last night with the they just signed the the Senga Kodai Senga from Japan or whatever. So yeah. they're saying now that the Mets payroll is so high that the tax that they're going to have to pay is higher than like four other teams. Actually, like the tax is like I saw that eighty. It's like eighty million dollars, which is more than like four other teams' total payrolls. Higher than the Athletics. I want to say the Rays, the Marlins, and the Orioles. The I think. Marlins and maybe the, or it might have been. I don't know if the Rays were in there, but definitely the A's, Marlins, and Orioles. And maybe the Rays payrolls. It was like it was like by a couple million too. Like the yeah, I think the rate uh, the A's. It was like thirty million dollars more. Oh yeah, than oh yeah. <laughs> Billy Bean and Billy Bean in Oakland. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean they don't care about spending. Yeah. And I mean I got excited. I, this I should have known this. I've been a Sox fan long enough to once I start getting excited, you know, I know the the bottom's gonna fall out. I thought Kenley Jen, uh, Jensen was such a good signing for the Sox. I mean, that kind of stirred up their bullpen. I mean, they made they've already made a couple of acquisitions in their bullpen to kind of tighten it up. But I think Kenley put it over the top. Uh, yep. I thought they needed an outfielder in this guy from Matsuzaka Yoshi Dara or whatever his name is. Yeah, but something like that. Um, I think he's a good outfield. We'll have to see. When it's tough to tell when these. Like the guys from Japan come over and play. It's tough to tell who's going to be a stud and who's not. But right, all the eye test says he's going to be a pretty good outfielder for us, and it fills a hole that we had. If we kept Bogey, I would have felt so much better about this team. But they dropped the ball, they fumbled the bag, and Bogarts gets this deal that the Red Sox wanted to match in years. And I, to be honest yeah. with you, I don't think I would have wanted the Red Sox to match the deal. Eleven years for that much money. Paying a guy that that's thirty years old, you're gonna be paying him over thirty five million dollars till he's forty one years old. Yeah, that's not a deal you're gonna make. But the reason I'm upset is that we should have got this done. This deal done last spring, or even yes. spring before that. This. Yeah. And honestly, if you're gonna offer him the deal, which was like six years, I think you would have got one sixty. I think something like that. It would have made like a little extra higher year per. I think it was like thirty seven million a year. Why not offer to him in the spring? Like, what did you yeah. think you were going to be able to short him? It's like, yeah. I, I don't know if it was a total underestimated of the shortstop market by Bloom or they just didn't want him. Like, I, I yeah. don't know what it is. Either is it an unexcusable answer 
Uh, and I'm just so disappointed. He's it's a, yet another Red Sox legend who's not going to yeah. finish his career in one uniform. It's just it's embarrassing to be honest with you. The, and John Henry should be ashamed of himself. Yeah, I think for me, like, you know, Bloom's catching a lot of heat, rightfully so. But for me, it, it boils down to it boils down to John Henry. Like the dude right. hasn't shown his face and done an interview in four years. Like we we hired Heim Bloom and his first move was to trade Mookie Betts. Not because Heim Bloom wanted to trade Mookie Betts, right. but because ownership said you're going to trade this guy. And then they spin this message that we're trading Mookie so that we can get under the tax to then in the future have the rust, the payroll flexibility to keep our core. Who's our core? Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers. It, right now, it looks like Raphael Devers is probably going to end up getting traded if we don't right. figure this out. Like, like, why are we... I think the thing that bothers me the most about this ownership group, and it's really hard to knock them when you think about how they revitalized Fenway Park. We've won four World Series championships in the last 20 years, so it's, it's hard to get mad. But at the same time, like, what are we doing when we're constantly letting guys walk out the door, a la John Lester, a la Mookie Betts, a la Xander Bogarts, but then we're throwing money at people like Pablo Sandoval, at Carl Crawford. I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the thing that I think makes a lot of Red Sox fans mad is that they keep changing the spin zone of this, like what they're doing for this, like why they're doing certain moves. Like, I agree that Bloom, I think, took the job kind of knowing he had to trade Mookie. Like, that was part of the agreement of getting the job. You had to come in and trade Mookie bets when his value was probably couldn't have been any lower because he was a free agent at the end of the year. He's going to command big money, and the only team – there was only certain teams he would sign with. So right. there was only certain teams you could trade him to, and they're not going to give a lot of money because they're going to get him next year. I mean, a lot of pieces up for him because they're going to get him next year. Um, and I thought – in the grand scheme of things, I think Alex Verdugo, I think people like two years ago, they were saying Alex Verdugo is like a steal. I mean, at some points he was outperforming Mookie offensively and parts of that season uh, last year, uh, not this past year, the year before when they made it to yeah. the ALCS. Um, so like people were like, Oh, see, that was a blooms making uh big brain moves. Like it's, it's yeah. this and that, but so I don't put that on. I put that on ownership. I just don't like how they keep spin zoning it. Like you said, we're going to trade Mookie to, so we have money to uh, retain the core, which is Bogarts and it is Bogarts and Devers. Those are the guys yeah. you know you want to resign. You just let Bogarts leave. Now Devers is probably gone. And like I made the argument this past couple of weeks, like you let Bogarts leave, that's a change in culture shift for the Red Sox. Yeah. This is not just one, but two major big name uh, homegrown talent players that you're letting walk out the door. Mookie was traded, but you were going to let him out out the door. Right. These guys that should have retired Red Sox with Red Sox jerseys on. And now if I'm a guy like Devers or even I'm as young as, you know, Cassis, Bello, um, eventually Marcelo Meyer. Yeah. It's like these guys aren't going to want to pay me when I'm ready for my first big contract. So why am yeah. I going to wait around here and, you know, I'll play a couple of years for them. Great. But like you said, I'm going to play in a high stress environment. Why am I going to do that when you're not going to pay me in the end? So just trade me now. Yeah. Like I feel yeah. like or when it comes down to it, they're not going to like Bogarts took the original deal that was kind of like a steal. for It was a hometown discount deal. Yep. Devers is now going to want every dime of it because he's like, all right, you don't want to give it a bogey, give it to me. I'll take all yep. the money. And it's like, yep. 
or I'll go play with him next year because like I'll, I'm a free agent next year. I'll go play in uh, San Diego. I, I just think it was, it's bonehead moves. It's total fumble of the bag. And I think you're right. I think it's on falls on John Henry. We haven't seen him in four years. He just sold his uh, soccer team. So everyone was like, oh, maybe he'll spend more money. But I think the real story is he's going to go by the Washington uh, commanders and yep. try to become an NFL owner, which he probably will make more money as an NFL owner. So it makes sense. But I just wish he'd do us all a favor. Like you said, he did win us four championships. So I wish we could just say thank you very much, but sell the team so we can move on and have someone that really cares about this team winning now and trying right. to bring in guys and saying, all right, well, the Mets are paying more money in cap than four other teams are paying for rosters. So yeah. it's like, why not? Why can't we spend a little bit? Of, I'm not saying spend the Mets money, but I'm saying spend what we have to do to retain guys early. Like Devers should have been done last year. Bogart should have been done last year. Right. And like now, instead of worrying about this whole offseason, instead of worrying about Bogart's endeavors, we could have put all our attention in trying to get like, you know, a couple of these starters that are going away now, like Nimmo or, um, you know, I'm looking at some of the other guys, like Carlos Rendon or, I don't know, retaining, I'm not a big Evaldi guy, but maybe retaining Evaldi, maybe getting Waka, yeah. maybe even getting Sen- um, Noah Senegarn in. Yeah. Like trying to add, add where, already there now we just create that's what the problem with the red sox have been they just create more holes they fill a hole but then they they basically take a if they think of it's a ship and it's holes in it we have a like a plug for one hole we're taking it out and putting in another one but that doesn't do any good because the holes now the other holes falling with water so it's like this team i don't think is bad like everyone's saying this is going to be a 51 team they're going to be dumpster i still think it's a good enough team to win games like because they did fix the bullpen they're starters aren't terrible it's not good but it's not terrible and i think they're right. going to add another starter by the end of the off season between walker or Evaldi. i think they'll bring one of those two guys back but now you just have a big hole at shortstop and you have a big hole in the locker room because like right. that's a guy that's been in here for over 10 years and the guys lean on him it's like yeah. a like a poppy or mookie kind of guy they lean on him mm-hmm. and now Who's your veteran in that locker room? I mean, I guess it, it is Raffy, and he's still and he's still only sixteen. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I mean. It's like it's like with it's like with Bogey. It's like you know, like I talked about, like the guy has proven over the course of ten years that he can perform in Boston. Like the reason that Trevor Story came to Boston, he said it. Tre- Xander Bogarts recruited me here. Like like right. Bogarts was the guy. Like you know, I'm obviously not a Yankee guy, but like for me, like he should have been our Derek Jeter. And right. like a lot, a lot of people were saying that, like he was so similar to Jeter in the fact that like he was, he was an okay defensive shortstop, good offensive shortstop, but had all the intangibles. Like those are the guys that you don't let walk away. Like you, right. he's your heart and soul. Like you traded Mookie. Mookie was your best player. Xander wasn't your best player, but Xander was a very, very good player who was everything that your organization identified as right and and, and has got, that guy's just gone now like he's just gone right. and, and, like, and you're getting a fourth round pick you're gonna get a right. fourth round pick as compensation and 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 dude that could work out mookie Betts was a 10th or 11th rounder like it could work out but like that's what we got back for for our generational shortstop who came up and won a world series as a 20 year old kid like 
it just, I don't know. It, it's, it's a frustrating time to be a Red Sox fan. Like you said, like, we don't know what direction they're going in, but you know what? Like, we're still going to show up and pay $19 for a Bud Light and we're still going to sing Sweet Caroline and they're going to be printing money and the owners yeah. are going to be perfectly fine. Like John Henry, if, if he truly cared about, and I get it, like you're not going to make every roster move based on what the fans want. That's not sustainable. But like you have a guy that is beloved by the fan base. Like this is the type of guy you lock up. I can't, I can't blame them for not offering 11 years, three hundred and what $80 million. I can't yeah. blame them for not offering that and not willing to match that. Cause it's crazy. I, I'm not willing to give Xander Bogarts as much as I love him 11 years, $380 million, Agreed. but I'm Agreed. willing to give him seven to six years for a hundred and uh, you know, hundred, whatever it was, they 160, whatever they offered him last spring. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the, they offered him four years, $90 million. That's yep. a slap in the face to your generational player. And right. um, your franchise, like your face of your franchise, like Cora said, he doesn't have the seat, but he's the captain of this team. Right. And it's like, I mean, you're I, just letting him walk out the door. I mean, I think about it too. Like you think about, we talk about they've won four world series, you know, you win that first one in 04 and then in 07, you still had that nucleus of Poppy who was there in 04, Manny who was there, there in 04, Tech who was there in 04, all those guys Yo. shilling. And yeah. then, and then when you went in 13, you still had Poppy, you had Pedroia, you had guys that had been there in 07. When you mm-hmm. went in 18, even though he was hurt, you had Pedroia, you had Bogarts, who was a young kid in 13. Mm-hmm. There's no one left here that's won a World Series outside of Sale, Barnes, and Devers. Like, like your right. your 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 history, like that that those 18 to 20 years that we've been winning World Series, it's all gone now. Like Xander right. should have been like that next link to like the next World Series championship to pass that mantle on. Like, right, like, like all, the poppy. All, all, yeah, all that history is now like there's no one left that's connected to it. Like that, the, the chain has been broken in my mind. Yeah. It's, it's not a good time to be a Red Sox fan. Cause I, I really don't see where they're going to go. And I said, going into the off season, I did give them the Red Sox as, this leash to not sign yeah. Xander Bogarts. I said, if they don't sign Dan- Xander Bogarts, I won't be happy about it, but I will be able to accept it. If they sign a big name free agent like Judge or Correa, if they went out tomorrow and said we're signing Carlos Correa to a like a seven year, I don't think they're going to do it because I think he's going to require like ten years, probably the same thing as Bogey. But if they and he's a year younger, so I don't think they're going to do it. But if he said, hey, we're signing Correa to like a eight year, nine year deal, big money, I could at least say, all right, we're letting Bogarts walk for an equal to maybe a better player. He's not going to be the same in the locker room, like what he means right. in the locker room. But Correa can fill that role as the, your star shortstop. Yeah. Just like any fills the hole. Like Judge would have filled the hole. You were missing that home run threat in the lineup last year because you let all your home run guys go, mm-hmm. and he fills the outfield hole. So he fills two holes. If you sign Judge, then it fills two holes. And it hurts the Yankees, which is an even bigger thing. So right. if they come out tomorrow and say, hey, we're signing uh, Correa, I could at least say, you know what? I love Bogey, but we got this generational player. It's like, all right, yeah. I can kind of see the trend. That's not going to happen. Right. There's rumors that Dansby Swanson is – we're still on a Dansby Swanson, but I think he's going to go to the uh, Dodgers because they just yeah. lost Trey Turner and uh, Swanson and Freeman have a good connection. So I think they're going right. to – I think they're going to link up in LA. I also look at it like this. Like I'm really high on Marcelo Meyer. I think he's going to be the guy. 
my idea with signing Bogey was Bogey stays at shortstop for the next two to three years. Yeah. And then in two to three years, when Marcel is ready, Marcel is your shortstop, and Bogey slides to third, and Devers becomes your DH. I don't know if I want to do that with Carlos Correa. Like, if, yeah. if that's the case, like, just find a stopgap. Go out and trade for Willie Adamas from the Brewers, who are yeah. dumping salary. That guy's got two years left on his deal. Perfect. Marcelo's ready in three, hopefully. I mean, obviously, prospects are never a sure thing. But, like, yeah, I think, like, that's what that's the move now. Like, now, I'm, I, if I was going to sign one of those two shortstops that are out there, it would be Correa. I'm out on Swanson. I love Swanson as a player. But I think yeah. organizationally, like, that doesn't make the most sense. Right. Um but for me, it's like I would have been okay with giving Bogey that, like you said, seven, eight-year deal, and then two to three years, he becomes your third baseman, and Devers becomes your DH. But now yeah. it's just like I think now we're, we're getting to that point where I think you're going to see what people call Bloom doing his bargain shopping now. I think I think they're going to be looking for stop gaps. I think they're going to be looking for guys on shorter deals unless it's Rodon. There's just no one out there that you're going to hand a big deal out to now at this point. In free so there's no one left. One, two years. Yeah. No, it's so all one, I, two, it's all old yeah. guys or that are really good, but it's all guys that are like yeah. at the end of their career. Right. They have question marks. One year. Yeah. Question marks. So I think, I think they, you know, this, this off season with the amount of financial flexibility that they appear to have had, they kind of, they tra- they dropped the ball in my mind. They wasted it. Guys. I'd like them to sign right now that are kind of on the tape that I think are, able like realistic to sign is number one Rendon uh JD would probably be two one of the two of Avaldi and Waka probably they'll probably go with Avaldi because they know him more uh three and then Mancini and Noah would be my chances I'd take on them I think if they got them I think you're able to salvage this offseason a little bit right Um, they still got to figure out the shortstop problem but I think those guys kind of elevate around the shortstop and then you can kind of struggle bust the shortstop position for a little bit yeah yeah i think for me like i'm a big Syndergaard fan but i think like with his history of injuries there's already those question marks with like a chris sale who can't seem to stay healthy james paxton coming off injury um i also like evaldi and like to bring him back because i think when he's been here and he's been healthy he's been really good but again, it's a health question mark. Like how many times has that guy in his career made 30 starts? It's only been once or twice. So, um, you know, I, I think like I've, I've always been a big Noah Syndergaard fan. I just, you know, what are you going to get? Are you going to get, I don't think you're going to get that fringe Cy Young guy that we saw, you know, when he was at his peak with the Mets. Um, I think there's a high ceiling there, but I think there's also a really, really low floor where he could, you know, really struggle. So for me, you know, I, I I'm, I'm pushing my chips in on Carlos Rodon right now. Like, I know that the, the numbers tell me that they have, you know, a lot of starting pitching, but, like, go get a guy. Go get a guy. And then if Chris Sale turns back into close to what Chris Sale used to be, then great. You have two dudes at the top of your rotation. Like, go get Carlos Rodon. Like, that's what you have to do, in my mind, to salvage the offseason. And that's not really talking about the trade market. Who knows what's out there for trades? I mean – the right. Braves just got Sean Murphy from the, the A's today. So that was a big name, you know, catcher that was on the board. I mean, maybe, maybe we're able to swing a, swing a deal for a controllable starting pitcher. I don't know. Uh, I'm just, I'm looking for, I'm looking for a, a guy that I know can go out there and take the ball every five days. And there isn't, I mean, there's injury risk with every pitcher, but give me a guy that traditionally has stayed healthy. Yeah, I'm looking at our starting rotation now, and I know they said they want to put Garrett Whitlock in the starting rotation, which I just think is a mistake. I'm not a, I'm not really that high on that. Um, 
on that move. I, I'd much rather see him out of the pen be the eighth inning guy because I just think he's so dominant in that role. Um, but right now, your starting pitchers are Chris Sale, Nick Pavetta, Paxton, Bello, Cutter Crawford, and uh, Jolie Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, I feel comfortable if Sale's healthy in him, I but that's a big if. We, I mean, he hasn't started more than probably two games in the last, like, four years. Uh, Nick Pavetta's, like, a solid, like, five starter. I'm hoping yeah. Brian Bello takes a step forward. But if we're putting our faith in James Paxton, Cutter Crawford, Chris Sale, I mean, I would love to think Chris Sale is healthy, but uh, I I think you're 100% right. That's why I put Rendon uh, – is it Rendon or R- – Rodon. 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 Yeah. I would love them to sign Rendon because um, I think it gives you a little more flexibility. Like if you move Cutter Crawford even to, to Worcester, I don't think that's a big deal for your starting rotation. I mean, yeah. even if you move him to the – him and Paxton to the bullpen, even if you move Whitlock to – I think they should sign more starters to get Whitlock back in the pen. Yeah. Uh, I think – I just think it's a good idea. And, I mean, you got to assume Chris Sale is going to miss some time at some point this year. Right. Um right. I would like them to see sign two starters. I like them to sign Rendon and then take a chance on a guy like Evaldi, Senegard, um, or maybe even Walk. I, I'm high on Walk. I liked what I saw yeah. last year when he was healthy. I thought he was our best starter at points in the in the year. Um, yep. But then if you do that, if you sign two of those guys and you go into the and say you move, you know, you go with into a rotation with Chris Sale, Pavetta, Bello. Uh, Rendon and maybe even Synegard or, or Synegard or uh, Evaldi as your five. I mean, that's a solid yeah. rotation. Then you have Paxton yeah. as a backup guy to slide in. You have Whitlock to do spot starts. You have, um, you know, you have in your bullpen, you have uh, Whitlock. You can probably move Paxton in the bullpen as a long relief guy. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um, and then you can get Tanner. You have Tanner Houck, Matt Barnes, Kenley Johnson, like, you have some. You have a solid deep bullpen, Chris Martin. Like you have a deep bullpen, yeah. and I think for the first time in years, I think this team is going to be carried by their pitching because I it's yeah. been carried by their offense for the last probably five to six years, and yeah. uh, it'll be fun to see them. You know, actually have a starting rotation that is competitive. Um, another guy that kind of I kind of like. I don't think they'll sign him, but he's kind of like a kind of one of those guys that's getting to it'll be like a late like the second wave or third wave of free agent is uh michael brantley from the astros i kind of like him because he brings power bat to your lineup which is something you're struggling with especially if you don't sign uh jd or guy like trey mancini like he can kind of fill in that role as the dh guy or outfielder that will bring some power so i I want to he's a he's a really really good professional hitter too i feel like he would help out with, you know, Casas. He would probably help Verdugo. Um, just a really – I mean, the guy's been a, a high-level, very good hitter for his entire career. It's spanned a long time. So, yeah, that would be a great signing. But, yeah, I mean, de- definitely disappointing to see Bogarts leave. I mean, that's a guy – another guy that – I don't know if he'll be in the – do you think he makes the Hall of Fame as of uh, – I don't I don't <sighs> think so as much as I love him. I but I don't, I don't think so either. Unless, like – unless all of a sudden he has, like, a crazy jump in power numbers. Um, it's just so hard to get to 3,000 hits nowadays, and even that's not a shoe-in. Um, you know, he's probably never going to win a gold glove. I mean, yeah, he's won two World Series, but I just don't think the numbers will be there in the end. Great, great player, obviously. I mean, he's got five silver sluggers to this point in his career and multiple all-star bids. Um, probably not a Hall of Famer, though. Um, 
but uh yeah it's just disappointing to see him in a different uniform now yeah definitely now we have two guys that i guess you have to add it to the curse we've seen multiple franchise play brady mookie yeah bogarts i mean i think pop poppy might have been already retired but we're just seeing more and more got Andy Terrio out of the Brock from Rocks, just franchise Ooh. players yeah. out during That's this crazy. big red zone run. Yep. Yep. There's a, there's a Wheaties box curse, a Madden box curse and the big red zone curse. It's definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm glad, I guess I'm glad that we're ending this so we can end this curse. Yeah. We can get, <laughs> get Bogey back to Boston, Mookie back to Boston, Andy yeah. back to Brockton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get to our final segment of the night, the People's Topic. It's the People's Topic, baby! People's Topic. So for the People's Topic, you can write in our Instagram and Twitter page, at Big Red Zone. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to talk about. This week, we have Ed. He says, Pat's talking, taking back uh, Josh McDaniels. And hopefully he stays with the Pats. I'd love the move. I think I I think they need to bring in. Obviously they need to bring in someone beside uh, Patricia and Judge. I want to fire both of them, but that's never going to happen. Uh, but if they can bring in a guy like Josh or Kingsbury, who's probably going to get fired. Uh, who actually Kingsbury, like you said, he has experience with the organization, former player. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing those guys come to. Uh, back to New England and make a name for themselves. Kind of like Dan Quinn has in the Cowboys. Like he's kind of making yeah. a name for himself as a coordinator. I'd like to see him them come back and kind of stay in uh, New England for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm so torn. Like I think yes, because Josh has been here multiple times and had success. There's also part of me that's like, oh, I'd actually like us to go outside of the organization and bring in some young innovative coordinator. Who's never done things the Patriot way. Um, but yeah, I mean, if McDaniel's wound up back here as the OC again and and was back to developing Mac, I'd <laughs> I'd welcome it with open arms. I think we've seen this year that you need a you need an offensive coordinator who knows how to put his quarterback in position to be successful. Right, and also Mac had a good experience with him. Yeah. Uh, Vicky writes, "Why are the Pats so stressful?" Uh, that's I I said actually, if you go back to was I think it was the first time we played the Jets. October after the October so October 31st Halloween the Halloween episode Dave Griffin in fact I think Dave Griffin was on that episode um I said any win that the Patriots get any game really but any win the Patriots get is going to be ugly stressful and going to be ugly doubly ugly it's just going to be defensive like find a way to scratch points against uh, on the scoreboard so yep that's just how it's going to be hopefully you just win a couple of these Yep, Vicky, I would say welcome to life as an NFL fan. I said it earlier, like, but th- this is what the NFL is. Like, I mean, I, I'm old enough to have been a Pats fan before Brady, and they weren't very Wild. good. Like, it, it, yeah, dude, I have gray, grays in my beard. Um, but it's just like, this is what every other NFL team goes through. Right. Every year there's one Super Bowl champion, but, like, there's teams that are good. And look at the Rams this year. They're, I mean, yeah, there's been injuries, but they're four and seven or whatever. You know, it's like – Bad. what the Patriots did was absolutely unprecedented so like we did take for granted how nine times out of ten they were just going to roll into a game and just win whether right. or not they were the favorite the underdog like they were just more prepared 
And yeah, it is stressful, but this is, <laughs> this is life as an NFL fan, I think, for all the other franchises the last 20 years. This is the other thing that I just made me think of it. It drove, drives me nuts with the Mac Zappy debate. I can't believe people were willing to give another year of Cam Newton, but they're not willing right. to go to a year two of Mac Jones. I, I yeah. just can't believe it. I, I just, right. it's so unbelievable. Man. That, that just yep. crossed my mind. I, <laughs> and so I was one of, I said, let Cam start the season, then go to Mac midway through yeah. the year. And, I, I just can't believe that people are ready to give up on Mac less than a year from him taking us to the playoffs. Um, yep. This one comes from Paige. Uh, she's got two. It, is Tom Brady done after the season? I think we both said no. I think he's going to yeah. come back for another year. Yeah. Where he goes, I don't know, but I think he's going for another year. Um, and she also said, if you could only watch one sport for the rest of your life, which would it be? Ah, it's baseball for me. Yeah. TV-wise? I think I'd want to watch either football or basketball. Basketball is just – so I, I just love watching basketball. In person, though, I got to tell you, Don't. this may be a hot – this may be a hot to- – like, uh, 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 what's it called? A hot take. I think I'd rather go to a baseball game than a football game. Okay. Oh, it. I was going to – I was going to say, don't sleep on going to a hockey game live and in person. I've never been to a hockey game, so I can't, Oof. I can't, I, I can't hockey speak game, that. hockey game in person is, is legit, dude. It's, it's a lot of fun. Get Jack um, Moran to stop selling his tickets and donate one, one, one to the big red zone. The, come on, come on, Jack. Jack hook, Moran, hook this big, is to you. Yeah. Hook up your yeah. boy to the big red hook zone. Hook up big red. The, the guy's never seen a, a, a hockey game live and in person. Hook a brother up. Now that you mentioned that, Danny Football and I said on the first episode of this season that we were going on a retirement tour. We were supposed to get our gifts from around the league, and we haven't got squat. You know what, Jack Moran? Hook a brother up for the last season, his retirement gift. We'll have a retirement party at a Bruins game. I've never been to a Bruins game. Uh, These games are a lot of fun. I went to one BU game, and it was pretty awesome. Someone got thrown through the glass. It was pretty sick. Yeah. so, uh, but yeah, I think don't sleep. I think baseball games are more fun. I went to the Pats game and it was fun, but I think I'd rather go to a Red Sox. NFL game. games, dude, we're, we're so spoiled, like watching it now on TV. Like you have the yellow line, you know where the first, like I remember the first NFL game I went to, I was like, wait, how do I know where the first down is? Like, <laughs> you just like, you take for granted how great it is to watch on TV. Like, and it's just, it's fun, but like, it's nowhere near as, as fun at the stadium as it is for hockey or baseball or whatever the game may be. So, but yeah, if I had to pick one, give me baseball. And final question comes from our boy, number one fan, big red zone is number one fan, Joseph underscore Celia. Still, he was a guest on the, I don't know if you saw that. He I, guessed I saw that. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, he writes, he always comes with bangers of questions too. This is a good one. And we missed him last week. He didn't have one last week. So I was very disappointed. Um, this week, he writes, next year, this is a Patriots question, next year, would you rather have Belichick and Patricia or Flores and Bill O'Brien? So I think get rid of Belichick and bring in Brian Flores and bring in B.O. as the uh, – or O.B. I think B.O. is a bad thing. Nickname yeah. O.B. <laughs> o, O.B. Uh, O.B. Uh, as the O.C. Or stay with Belichick but have Matt Patricia. Hmm. I wonder – I wonder if that means Matt Patricia can be reassigned to another position, like running to get coffee for a new offensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, if the question means in their current positions, man, I love Bill. 
if it meant I was saddled with another year of Matty P, I would say, Billy, thanks for everything. Here's another yacht on the house. Hit the bricks. Like I, I, <laughs> I would rather have, I would rather not have Bill if that meant I had to watch Matt Patricia call offense again. Yeah. Um, but if if they could reassign him to a different position where he's like, you know, the fourth string punter coordinator, yeah. then like, yeah, sure, keep Matty P. But um, this, yeah, this is it's just such an uninspiring offense. Yeah, this is my prediction. What's going to happen? I think they're going to reassign Matt Patricia to like contracts and being a special like assistant to the GM, and he's going to have nothing to do with football operations, yeah, especially the I offense. Um, I'd rather Brian Flores come in as the OC than have another year yeah. as uh as uh of Matt Patricia. I wouldn't mind that defensive mind being a offensive coordinator because I think he could, he just knows the game too well. I really I was pushing for them to sign Billy O as the offensive coordinator this offseason, but I just didn't see him leaving college football. Like I feel like that's yeah. just such a good gig for him. Uh, but yep. I think I'd have to agree with you, man. As much as Bill has been so important to us, I, I, I don't know. I think I'd, I think I'd say, see ya. We might get in yep. both those two guys. Um, but thank you for writing into our people's topic. Remember you can write in each week on our Instagram and Twitter page at big red zone. Give them a follow. You can also follow us on TikTok at big red zone. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the like button on this video as well as all our other videos. Also hit the notifications bell so you know when our episodes come out. Spotify, and as uh, Andy promoted earlier, Apple Podcast, big Apple Podcast guy. Um, my thanks to our guest, Andy. Great, as always, having you back on the pod. Uh, hopefully, maybe we can get you back on before the end of the uh, – before we hang him up for a nice uh, end of the end of the season uh, episode as well. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Uh, it, it's been fun hopping on here again with you and uh, always good to talk sports and mix it up here. So would love to get on one more time to say goodbye to the boys. It's great to have you on. And my, again, thanks for everyone listening and have a great week, everyone.